The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome, friends, to Golf is a Four-Letter Word, the show that gives you the inside scoop on the best public courses in New England and other golf hotspots. So whether you're a worm burner or a total ace... Join us at the 19th hole while we talk all things golf. Now approaching the tee box, your hosts, Craig and Janine Dufton. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Um, No Janine today. Unfortunately, the uh, schedule conflicts again, and uh, we will be seeing her in the here next week. But I got my caddy and my executive producer, Chrissy Cunningham, here with me. Hi, everyone. Hi, Chrissy. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. And uh, we're on the tee here today with Matt, Marty Joins. Yeah, he's the host of um, a podcast that I really enjoy called Intercept Your Lunch. Uh, we're going to talk about sports betting, and we're going to talk about the Open Championship, as our friends across the pond call it. We call it the British Open here. Um, this front nine is sponsored by United Compressor and Pump. They're located right in Route 125 in Plastow. And Marty, welcome. Welcome to our show. It's great to have you. We've been trying to hook this up for a long time, and it's good to see you here. Certainly, certainly. Thank you for uh, having me on. Uh, excited to talk a little golf, and uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see what goes down this weekend. Yes, I agree. Well, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Marty. Um, tell us about Intercept Your Lunch and where you're from, how, how much golf you play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, again, uh, thanks for having me. My name is Marty Joins. I uh, host a podcast called Intercept Your Lunch, and the whole idea and premise around it is a 30-minute show that you can listen to during your lunch break, you know, today's lunch break, we'll listen to this one. But tomorrow, if you have a chance, you know, tune into mine and uh, intercept your lunch. We talk all sports. I've done everything from NFL to Wimbledon to golf previews, and we do betting segments. We do a little bit of everything, and the whole idea is to uh, educate the folks who might not know exactly what's going on, but you'll be smart enough to survive the water cooler talks around lunchtime. All right, cool, cool. So everybody here, check it out. Love, I do love the podcast myself. Uh, I was just on it this week with Marty, so we're kind of doing a home yep. and home here. And yep. um, let's let's talk about the British Open. It's it's obviously started. We you know we're four or five hours into it over there, and we actually have some guys who have already finished. Our buddy Louis Oosthuizen <laughs> is at minus seven. What do you what do you what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, no, uh, it's you know with the time change and everything, it's. It's good that we get some early morning golf, some lunchtime golf uh, for folks trying to uh, entertain afternoon dreary hours of the work week. But um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, like you said, Louis seven under. I'm interested to see how other folks finish. I know we talked uh, a couple days ago and Dustin Johnson didn't seem to be playing, but it seems to now he's in there. There's a few other folks. And he's back on top, and, Marty. He's back on top. Yeah. The world number one. Yeah. The, uh, the way that yeah, uh, John Ram had performed, I guess, in the Scottish Open, he, because he didn't win it, he didn't continue as number one. So it's oh. hilarious. We're talking one day he's number one, and now t- yesterday he goes yeah. down to number two. So Yeah, yeah. We talked about how he's playing like a world number one, and I still think that he's the favorite going into it. Um, he, he's going to be motivated to win this one and, and get a major championship. John Rhyme is, but, uh, it'll be, again, this is good golf. Uh, we've talked a little bit before about how this golf course lays out, and, uh, its challenges, and it'll be interesting to see who can 
play their irons the way that they need to be played to win at this golf course. Yeah, it's a tough golf course. The Royal St. George's in England, um, we, we talked about it on our podcast, on your podcast the other day, how there's bumps and there's these pot bunkers that just literally, if you get into that bunker, it's, it's going to cost you a shot. You've got to either push yeah. it as far down the fairway as you can or just get out. You know, and I mean, by yeah. getting out, I mean, you like literally move the ball like eight, eight, 12 feet out of the bunker and that's it. So what do you, yep. what do you, what's your thoughts on that? What do you think about a, a golf course like this, where it has those kind of pitfalls? I mean, it, it just seems some golfers think it's unfair, but. I yeah. See. I mean, I, I'm glad I'm not playing it because uh, <laughs> it might be, it might be a six, seven hour round. Uh, these folks though, these types of players, uh, it's interesting to put them on challenging platforms in my opinion. I know that folks might not think it's fair, but when you see the world's best put and they struggle, I not necessarily compare it to, but if you remember the 2008 uh, U.S. Open at Shinnecock, I mean, that course was just playing unbelievable. It was like putting on concrete. Yeah. Most of the folks were saying they couldn't get anything to stick the greens. They couldn't read them. They couldn't putt them. And I think the the winner won it like plus one, plus two. I yep. think Brooks won. Yep. And – it, it was just interesting to see because sometimes, you know, the the folks that watch it on TV who probably don't play as much as the average golfer kind of see it as, oh, you just hit the ball and put it in the hole. And it's, it's, it's good for golfers like us who play a lot to see the pros struggle. And it's like just a reminder, like, hey, these guys get on these tough courses. It's just as tough for them as it is for us sometimes. And I, I enjoy that watching the, the top guys really have to uh, strategically play these golf courses to just try to stay at even. Yeah, especially on this golf course where it's a real target. I mean, it doesn't look like it's a target golf course with not a tree in sight. When you look at these pictures, we're running pictures down below on our on our, our podcast. And, you know, these there's not a tree in sight. I mean, on this golf course, it's right on the coast of England. It's got wind that just howls. And it, and this morning it was really favorable though. So it's, you know, Louis Oosthuizen gets out there early, shoots a 64 yeah. and now the wind's kicking up and you even had Jordan Spieth who came in at a, a minus five, that, that bodes well for the Americans because we haven't had a really good solid American championship here in a few years. So no. what are your thoughts on, no. what are your thoughts on the, your European favorite and your American favorite? Mm-hmm. Tell me the two. <clears throat> so, uh, I talked a little bit about our podcast and then the betting segment. For me, I'm going Brooks Kepka. He's yep. my guy for the United States. Uh, for betting folks out there uh, right now, he's at plus 1,600 to win the entire tournament. So you put 100 bucks on that, you would win $1,600. That's a riskier play. Uh, I only put a dollar or two on that one <laughs> just for the sheer fact you don't know. But one of the lines that I really like for this weekend is Brooks Kepka in the top 20. Uh, in golf betting, you can bet they finish first, top five, top 10, top 20. And there's all kinds of different ways you can slice the pie. But I like Brooks Kepka in the top 20 at minus 110. Almost even money in the sense you put 20 bucks on that, you're going to win $18 on that bet. Yep. So. I just think that in major championships, Brooks Kepka is uh, somebody for the United States that is uh, prepared, ready. I think some of the off-the-course dilemmas with Bryson will get him even more fired up. Yep. But uh, that's my United States favorite, and I like him in the top 20. 
And then for the Europeans, I'm, I guess I'm going to have to go with Roy McIlroy. Uh, we'll see how he plays, see how he does over there. Uh, he's a long ball hitter. He likes to try to smash the ball. He's been trying to chase that fastest swing speed with Bryson, and he's admitted that it's taken his game down trying to chase something other than a good score. So right. I know he's been dialing it back a little bit. And hopefully with that, he gets his iron plays going and uh, can get low. I agree. I, I, you know, I just love, I love him. You talk about Rory. He's, you know, just such a likable guy in every, in every sense, yeah. you know, and he's, and he struggled in the majors in the last few years, hasn't won one in about seven years. And it would be great to see him get back on top. And I have a good friend of mine. He was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he his quote for us was, "You play for what, you play with what got you there, you know." Mm-hmm. And it's a it's true for Rory. He, instead of trying to chase people, you just gotta you gotta play your own game, you know, and, yep. and and worry about your score. And when you start, you know, I think Ben Hogan said, "When I think about three things, I'm playing terrible golf. If I think about two things, I'm shooting par. And if I think about only one thing, then I'm doing great." <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's really you got to you got to get out of you got to get out of your own head, you know, and I think especially on these on this course, you know, with this kind of pressure, it it really is your your time to perform and it's so so tough to step up your game just like, "Okay, I'm going to elevate my game today." Well, I mean, physically, you know, you can do it. It's just the mental part of it that you got to get sharp. Yeah. But while we're yeah, talking certainly. about betting, let, why don't mm-hmm. you talk or talk, um, just give our, our listeners who we are not really a, we don't really give odds on this show every week, but I think it's really a yep. cool thing that we talked about betting and, and in New Hampshire, you know, we can use DraftKings, no problem. And you can sign in anywhere once you come over the border and you can bet. So yep. it's legal here to do it. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on sports betting in general and how golf has embraced it. Yeah, uh, I'm from Pennsylvania here, so you're allowed to use all those platforms as well, DraftKings and FanDuel and whatever really you want to use. I think sports betting gets sometimes frowned upon. Uh, In the earlier days, folks used to think that's what rigged the games, but now there's so much money and involvement in it, and I don't believe that it affects that outcome in that way. And I think it gives folks who – don't necessarily follow the sport gives the sport exposure. A lot of guys love betting on golf because you can bet on one guy. You can put two or $3 on it. Even if you don't understand how exactly he gets there, you just have to look at the leaderboard for a second and third. And um, even your top favorites, like I said, Brooks Kepka, he's, you know, in the betting terms in the top five plus 1600 in other sports, other team sports, even individual sports, you don't get those types of odds because how golf plays. But you can always kind of predict that one of those top guys are going to be up there, right? John yeah. Rhymes, the betting favorite at seven fifty, put a hundred bucks on that, you win seven hundred fifty bucks. Um, you you don't see it in other sports where the favorite walking in is that heavy of a a win. You know, for instance, look at. The NBA Finals last night, you take the Milwaukee Bucks, they're the favorite, they're at minus 200, meaning you got to put $200 down just to win $100. So folks like, I think, betting on golf, and it gives golf exposure, and I think golf's really embraced it. That's pretty cool, though. I didn't realize that it was that different from other sports like that because I, I yeah. you know, I've bet, I've bet a couple times. I did win money on John Rahm in the U.S. Open. I did put, I did put $100 on him, and I won 750 bucks. <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> um, 
you know, I I just think it's so it's so unique though because you've got mm-hmm. you have guys like John Rahm and you talked about Brooks Kepka too. You know, a twenty a top twenty, you're going to break even. You know what I mean? No yeah. matter no matter what on these guys because the chances of John Rahm not being in a top twenty, it's almost zero because in the last five majors and even in the last five events he's played aside from the Memorial where he got where he got bumped out for yeah. COVID. You know, yeah, it, yeah, and he's even, been there. And a cool story about that even. A lot of the DraftKings fan duels, they actually paid out folks who took him. And it was sort of like a promotional thing. So even though that it might on the outside look like that uh, you lost that bet, they still ended up paying you out to help you. But like you said, you get a top five guy like that, you bet him in the top 20. The odds are always good because there's so many folks entering these fields. There's 60, 70, 80 players. And you can even put a dollar on somebody super low at a plus three thousand, win three hundred bucks. Like it's 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 you golf betting is unique, and I think that's why folks really uh, gear towards it. And plus, you can golf every you can bet every day, right? You can on Sunday yeah. on Sunday morning, you can take the whoever's on the top ten in the leaderboard, and you can bet those guys too, and see who's going to win it there. I mean, even you I think even, last Sunday, the last Sunday of the Open, you if you bet on John Rum, you're going to win even more money. Because he was yeah. he was four or five shots out of the out of the lead, and it's crazy. So we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. We got to pay some bills like we do on Intercept Your Lunch too, and yes. uh, we'll be back in a minute. Got a sponsor. We got our United Compressors. Does your industrial air compressor or pump need repairs, or do you need a completely new install? Either way, you need United Compressor and Pump. United Compressor and Pump are the experts in industrial compressor and pump installations, maintenance, repairs, and sales. They deliver competent, quick, and incomparable compressor and pump service for commercial and industrial customers in New England. With high-quality products and service, United Compressor and Pump strive to provide same or next-day high-quality service like no one else. So if you need help with your air compressor or pump, then you need to call the company that'll put you first, United Compressor and Pump. Call us today on 603-552-5885. That's 603-552-5885. Or visit us at 157A, Plastow Road, Plastow, or unitedcompressor.com. United Compressor and Pump. When you need them, they'll be there. All right, we're back. It's the uh, we just took the turn with our friend Marty, and we are going to head to the back nine. Uh, this back nine is brought to you by Scott's Roofing. Contact our friends Sean and Darby and their service team today at 603-505-4455 for all your roofing and siding needs. And uh, Marty, welcome back. It's good to have you here. Um, let's talk some more British Open. Uh, the weather is supposed to be kicking up. Phil just teed off a couple hours ago let's talk about the let's talk about old guys because old guys seem to be doing all right today uh Stuart sink yeah. is uh i think four under and he's an old guy like me and <laughs> i'm wondering what 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 do you think about experience versus power and guys like uh xander and all these guys that are younger kids that are hitting but you got guys like Stuart sink who have been there he's won two pga events this year he's what do you think of his chances yeah, I mean, you always in golf too, which is different than a lot of the other major sports. Is you know, even if somebody's 45, 50, 55, they're not necessarily out of it, right? We saw Tiger win 
the masters a few years ago. We saw Phil just win the open a few weeks ago and you get somebody like Bryson DeChamba who walks up jacked, hits the ball, you know, 350, 400 yards. Sometimes yeah. it's intimidating. I think to those guys, but then you get on a course like today and where it's strategically, they have to play so well in those iron shots, um, power, strength, distance, it doesn't matter. You've got to be able to sit those greens or get a nice shot for your approach on the third. And I think that's where experience kicks in. That's why you see sometimes in these majors and a lot of times in these majors, you get a, you get a guy like Phil, uh, a little bit older, but a little bit wiser too. He's been there, right? He understands that, you know, you try to go for that gamble early on. Thursdays or Fridays, you might, you know, if you have to pull a trick out of your bag, try to save it for Sunday. Yeah, the the conditions the conditions of the course this morning are, were actually pretty favorable, but the rough is the rough is ridiculous. We saw I saw some yeah. some drives that even the guys who are spotters down down where the <laughs> where the drives landed they they're like uh, you know I need a little help over here because it's just fescue that's grown up twelve. 14, 16 inches, and to scramble in a, at a in a links course is so so difficult. But it's easier yeah. when you're obviously when you're when you're hitting fairways. You know uh, these majors are are all about fairways and greens, and it sounds yep. so simple, but it's just such a difficult thing. And who do you think? You know, there's there's a lot of great second shot players. We talked about it in our our course. I mean, on our podcast with you the other day, like Paul Casey mm-hmm. and these guys. You know, give us a three hundred to one shot. You know, there's guys out there. Who do you think uh, that may come out here today, tomorrow, and, and show us what they got? Um, I, mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, somebody, but it's... Yeah, somebody who's a little bit lower right, somebody who's playing, who could play well in majors. Um, I like Charles Howell third. Sure. Uh, a guy like that. Um, he's, he's definitely low in terms of the betting aspect of it, but that could be somebody who could play well this weekend and... Trying to think of another another guy who usually plays well. Um, what about Lee Westwood? What do you think about Lee Westwood? I mean, yeah, everybody we, yeah, everybody we, yeah, talks about well him like they too. talk about Rory. You know, the the golden days of yeah. Lee Westwood and how he you know he was forty pounds heavier and now he's forty pounds lighter and he's doing great and he's got a beautiful fiance yeah. and things are going well. Mm-hmm. But I just haven't seen it. I haven't seen him step up like he in the Masters. He did really well. But I, yeah, I, I really want to see mention that in the yeah. Masters. In the Masters, he played well, and you, you could see a guy like that um, play good here. And I like the guy Paul Casey as well. Yeah, uh, um, we talked about him before. Great iron player, and as as long as that they, <clears throat> as long as like you said, they hit fairways, their iron play will show. Yeah, I agree. The fairways are so key, and even the fairways, you have a lot of luck involved in it too. With those huge swales that are out there, we saw. I saw it a couple times this morning where guys were driving it right down the middle, it hits this bump, and it just pushes them off into the first cut of rough, or it just gets onto the edge of that fescue, and you're like, ugh, yeah. you know? And it it's so yeah. frustrating, but I think the most important thing with British Open is patience and having, yep. you know, you gotta you kind of got to take your medicine, because Louis Eusthausen even did it on the 18th hole. I was watching the last couple of holes with Louis, you know, he had a, an opportunity where he could have gone for it or he, you know, and he, and he played it smart. He just, he knew that he wasn't going to make the green. He chipped up, made his six footer for putt with bar, but he, he kind of looped it around the looped it around the hole a couple of times <laughs> before it went in. But, um, before, yeah, we, like I said, there's, it's those types of decisions that you make Thursday and Friday that put you in positions to win 
Saturday and Sunday. And that's why some of those wily vets will call them. Uh, they might not take that shot on Thursday, but come Saturday, come Sunday, they might be, they might try to chase it, but they're not going to chase it now. Yeah. And, and he played very conservatively. And it's funny because afterwards they were interviewing Louie and he, you know, he's like, well, I've been in this position before. And he's like, yeah, just, <laughs> just a few weeks ago at the U S open, you had the position. And even at the masters, he was, he's been yeah. hanging around every major this year. I think he's won more yeah. money in, in the majors than any other of the winners that, you know, they won, mm. they won, but he's won like three, uh, $3 million, I think between the three seconds and thirds he's had. So it's not a bad, nice. it's not a bad paycheck for, you know, <laughs> if you don't want to be the best, you can be second best and still yeah. win between a million and a million right. five. That's right. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what happens at the end of this day. I, I, it would be great if we could get together like next week and talk about it again, but we'll, we'll have you on the show. Yeah, many certainly. other times, and we'll talk about different things. It's been, it's really great to have you here. Um, any other, any other thoughts that you want to share with everybody out there about about either be, about betting this golf, this golf uh, tournament this weekend, or you know, golf yeah, in general? I, I just, I just think for folks that you know are, they don't watch every single golf event on the weekends. They don't know every single player. I'll admit. You know, I'm I'm not an expert, right? I just like to I just like to watch and and bet. But if I have any suggestions to folks that are trying to get into it, watch majors, watch the majors golf. I mean, it's it's so interesting, and you actually get to see these players have to strategically think with their caddies, and it's super interesting to watch. That's what I love about golf is we have four Super Bowls <laughs> versus, yeah, exactly, versus one exactly. Super Bowl. You and, know, and they're you know most of the time is besides the masters and you can get to see different courses that, you know, you would never see uh, play somewhere else. And just the sights and the views at these golf courses too are absolutely amazing and beautiful. Yeah. We were talking about that and I, and I do want to do a shout out to Royal St. George's.com. What an, an unbelievable mm-hmm. website to go. You can, it's so interactive. It has, you can put yourself in the middle of the fairway of one. You can see your approach shot from two. It's just incredible. So click through that and, and enjoy it. Um, Marty, we, we ask our, our guests to come up with a quote and I know your quote was pretty simple, but I'm going to do a yes. little, I'm going to do a little plug and then you can, you can fire it right at us. Cause I, I just love how simple and, and perfectly <laughs> perfect this is for this, uh, for this podcast, I should say perfectly perfect. I'm not sure if that's a word, but our quote of the <laughs> week from Marty is brought to you by ELK mortgage team and fairway mortgage. Uh, my friend Josh Frias and his team at at ELK are experienced, local, and knowledgeable, and you can reach them at 603-570-9338. So Marty joins from the Intercept Your Lunch podcast. What do you got for us for your quote of the week? Quote of the week is, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of times I like to reference life with golf, and you see folks playing golf, uh, us, right? Yep. You, you hit the ball, you're in a sand trap. Hey, guess what? It is what it is. You're going to have to try to figure it out. And at the end of the day, at the end of the round, at the end of the hole, however you look at it, it's going to finish. It might not finish the way that you want it to finish, but it's going to finish. And you just keep that mentality of try your best. Sometimes it's going to fall short. Sometimes it's not going to be the greatest shot. But, uh, hey, it is what it is. And let's try to get, let's try to move forward. I love it. Absolutely love it. All right. So I've uh, taken a page from your Intercept Your Lunch 
and I don't think you've ever uh, gotten rapid fired on yourself. So uh, in the in the spirit of intercept your lunch, I'm going to borrow this segment and we're going to call it pressure or what we're going to call it pressure shots or we're going to call it pressure putts. How's that? Pressure putts. I'm going to ask you 10 questions and you're just going to give me your best answer off the top of your head. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Favorite golf course on the PGA tour. Uh, The masters. I knew you were going to say that one. I should have, I should (laughs) have gave you a harder one than that. (laughs) Who's your favorite golfer? Favorite golfer right now would be Brooks Kepka all time. Tiger Woods. All right. I like that. Best golf score you've ever had for nine or 18 holes? Uh, for nine, the best score I ever had was an 85. For nine? You mean for 18? No, 18. Yeah, 18. all right. I'm I was going to say, that's not very good for nine. All right, 18 holes no, no. and 85. That's excellent. That's better than a lot of people. All right, yep. would you rather play golf or watch golf? Play. All right, Definitely good answer. Play. And how's married life treating you? That's a trick question I'm throwing in there. It, <laughs> yeah, one month one month in the married life, I, I can't ask for anything more. All right, excellent. Nice. Great answer. I hope your wife is watching. Yeah. What's your yes. favorite beverage after golfing? Uh, I usually tend to uh, like Bud Light, something like that. Okay. A nice beer on the 19th yes. hole is usually something that's uh, up my alley. Good American <laughs> beer. All right. Yep. Um, the most money you've won on a bet? Hmm. I won off a $5 bet last NBA finals. I put $5 on a basketball player for the Miami Heat named Bam Adebayo to score the first basket of the game. He ended up doing that on a alley-oop, and I won $300. Nice job. All right. (laughs) All right, let's go with the most money you have lost on a bet. Ooh. Now we have your oh, wife isn't listening. I hope my wife's not watching this <laughs> All right. portion of it. Just turn it off. What's, <laughs> turn it off, yeah. honey. Yeah. Um, the most that I ever lost on a bet one time is I took uh, VCU college basketball in a sure bet win against a mid-major, another mid-major squad that they were heavily favored. So I put big money on it trying to bounce back, and they ended up losing in overtime off a half-court three-point shot. And uh, – Let's just say I didn't bet for a while after that one. Oh, oh. and nobody ever remembers their big wins, do they? They remember the yeah. big losses, don't yep. they? All right. Mm-hmm. Boxers or briefs? <laughs> oh, <laughs> briefs. All right. Briefs. Briefs. All right. And here's my last question. And like, just like you holding me to mine, I'm holding you to yours. Who's going to win the Open Championship this weekend? Yeah. I mean, I've said it before. I'm going to stick with it. I've got money on Brooks Kepka. To win, uh, I think he's motivated. I think the uh, couple rounds that he's played before has helped his knee. I think he understands where his body is right now, and uh, uh, that's going to be my guy I'm rolling with this weekend. Brooks Kepka. Sounds great. You made all your pressure putts, but ten for ten. Good job. That's right. Good. And deal. hopefully, hopefully, hopefully I, I didn't get you in too much trouble with your wife. Um, yeah. One last yeah. plug. One last plug for intercept your lunch. Yeah. Again, guys, uh, intercept your lunch. You can find us on. All social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, as well as uh, all your podcasting platforms, right? Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, we're all over. Uh, We like to interact with you guys. We like to give a few bets each week. And like I said, since we're on this show, I'm going to stick with it. Like 
We're going we're gonna to go have you on Brooks Kepke this weekend. Excellent. You heard it here, and we can hold him to it. Um, <laughs> and and just, like, just like Intercept Your Lunch, you can find us all over the place too, Chrissy. Yeah, my links. caddy who's, you know, she, my putts go right in every time she yeah. reads them for me. So she's awesome. I want to thank you. Marty, I want to thank you for having on. I, I hope you can come back and maybe join us in the fall for a little Ryder Cup or – we talk certainly, about that. Certainly, yeah, yeah, and, um, and same as you. Uh, um, we're we're getting a lot of good positive feedback right now from our from our show. I think a lot of people are tuning in because it's majors golf. Excellent, I love it. I I hope mm-hmm. I hope we can spread the word even more. And uh, yep. before I leave, I got to give you my as always my my saying: May your swing be straight and your ball fly far, and may your round be blessed with no worse than par. Thank you, Marty. There we go. Thank you, Chrissy. We'll see you guys next week. J9 will be back here with me, and hopefully you have won some money this weekend on all those sure bets we gave you. Take care. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the Open. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.